and welcome to yet another bonus episode of the Lions Led by Donkeys podcast. Lions Led by Nick Cage podcast. Yes. Because today we're talking about Wind Talkers. Rage in a Cage. Fucking terrible movie. Wind Talkers, uh, uh, a John Woo classic. Uh, and this is Nick's fault, I should point out. I mean, if you're like one of the people that are like, oh, they put out a bonus episode, so now I have to go watch that movie so I remember what they're talking about. This is his fault. Technically, you agreed to it. Of course I did. It was a better idea than I had. Uh, what was your idea? I don't even remember anymore. I'm not sure why I agreed to this. This movie sucks. <laughs> uh, and also, this continues a wonderful uh, uh, a sh- chain of things that keeps happening every time we do a bonus episode of movies that I've seen before. Is I, I used to like this movie, and I saw it in theaters. Really? Yeah, I was like a freshman in high wow, school, I think. that's crazy. Yeah. I used to watch it on uh, TNT. Yeah, they played it a lot. Um, so, I'm pretty sure they had like a Nicolas Cage day. All, on every TNT. day is Nicolas Cage day. Yeah, where they played like The Rock. I do have to say, of every Nicolas Cage movie that I have watched since he's gone off the deep end, um, this is his most r- restrained as he could possibly be. And he still randomly yells at people for no reason whatsoever. I still like The Rock. Well, The Rock is like a dumb, fun movie. Oh, like, yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people seem to have forgotten, uh, that a movie doesn't have to be good for it to be enjoyable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be a piece of, like, cinema art. I don't think I like any movies that could be considered, like, art. Like, I like Chappie, and I, you rub oh, that in my God. face all the time. Yeah, Such it, a bad it's, movie. It's a dumb movie, but it's fun. It's not even fun. <laughs> Uh, and you know, I didn't learn a whole lot about Wind Talkers going into this. Uh, I know that. Um, so, I, I, obviously, we're going to be talking about the Nicholas Cage classic Wind Talkers. That, despite being named uh, and based on stories of the Native American Code Talkers, namely the Navajo and a few other languages, uh, this it stars a white guy. Uh, <laughs> mm, yeah, it does. Uh, also, and I cannot point. I can't say if this is true. But Nicolas Cage, uh, when he signed on for the role, um, and this is just a rumor, went out and attempted to learn Navajo and then was really disappointed when he found out he was playing the white guy. Hold on, really? I don't know. But it's, I actually would believe that, too. I totally It seems like he tried to do it. that immersed character, immerse his own like, self into the character, and he's like, hold on. Because he's I'm like the playing. dumbest character actor <laughs> on Earth. Like He's dumber than Jared Leto, and that's saying something. Uh, I think it also helps that I that like Nicholas Cage is legitimately nuts. Oh yeah, dude. So like he would probably believe he's playing an Navajo code talker. You think? I think they just told him like, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and shoot the scene. Turn off the camera. Yeah, Let him do his thing. Like there's a whole other B roll somewhere of like <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Cage running around speaking really bad Navajo or what he thinks is Navajo. <laughs> <laughs> What's he speaking? We have no idea. Yeah. Uh, and you know it, it sucks. This all sucks because the Code Talkers um, is a really fucking great story. Like it's a great story, and it would make an awesome movie or miniseries or something. But instead, they slapped it with Nicolas Cage yeah, and John that, fucking Woo. And I'm pretty sure this is the only movie that actually talks about it. So there's nothing, and this is what it is. This is what we get. <laughs> yeah, we get Nicolas Cage running around doing somersaults and Tommy Gun oh, moves my fucking for fucking God. two and a half hours. His kill count. 
Instead, we get a fucking shit movie starring Captain White Savior, a man who should be noted actually went broke from buying stolen dinosaur bones from Mongolia and had to give them back. That's something that happened to Nicolas Cage. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think it was a giant skull. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And ended up being like illegally smuggled. And the Mongolian government, I, I think it was Mongolia, had to ask for it back. That's awesome. And he lost like $150,000 or something insane like that. I wonder if he's trying to... He was probably immersing himself again with the National Treasure character. No, his next one. movie, he's playing Barney. And uh, <laughs> he yeah. had to dress up like a dinosaur. But, okay, that's ridiculous. But think of a, of a Barney movie starring Nicolas Cage. But like full-on Wicker Man level insane. And he's running around in a Barney costume. Not the bees! <laughs> Not the bees! But instead of a Barney head, it's an actual fucking T-Rex skull. Come I would on. watch that movie. That movie makes me happy. Uh, and I know I've already shit on John Woo like six times. And John Woo has made some admittedly badass Hong Kong Kung Fu movies. And like Hard Boiled Detective, one was called Hard Boiled. He made fucking Face Off, which is a really bad movie, but it's, it's fucking It's also fun. enjoyable. Yeah, it's I liked great. it. I loved Face Off. Nicolas face Cage off. and John Travolta switch faces. Sign me up. Like, the it movie's awesome. dumb as shit. It was fucking awesome. awesome. <laughs> you have a whole prison off magnet boots. <laughs> yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Uh, yeah, but... That movie also had a lot of combat roles in... But who in let him direct a gritty World War II movie? I don't know, dude. It was so bad. Fucking stupid. That If this movie had a subtitle, I'd be like, this is dumb as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you know how, um, like you hear a lot of movies, um, like the behind the scenes where they, they force actors to do some small amount of boot camp shit. This movie is what happens when instead of doing that actors play like counter-strike or something for like six hours and they're like, I got it. I got it figured out. So they start jumping up and down and teabagging people while firing blanks from Tommy guns. Combat rule. Yeah. So there was more combat roles in the two and a half hours of this movie than there was the entirety of World War II. Hot take. I don't give a shit. There's so many combat roles. Yeah. I honestly wish this movie had, you know, a little bit of more Navajo in it. Or maybe a, 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 a Navajo character that was more than just a sidekick that had yeah. 50% as many lines as Nicolas Cage and wasn't treated as a fucking idiot for like the first half of the, an idiot and a coward for the first half of the movie yep. actually the first three quarters of the movie like uh yazi doesn't become like anything cool until the very very end at which case they turn him into a psychopath yeah he, yeah dude <laughs> yeah he switched just like bam 180 yeah yeah and admittedly the other guy uh white horse yeah is a ninja he was a fucking <laughs> bad bad ass i fucking loved it dude with his sweet, like, buck antler, like, knife. Yeah, it was like a kukri. Yeah. Which is weird, because I don't think Native Americans had those, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know where the fuck he learned all that cool shit. Yeah, he knows Native American judo or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's get to the stupid fucking movie. Sadly. So, the movie opens with a sometimes heroic, always insane Nicolas Cage as one Joe Enders. Balls deep fighting in what was the Solomon Islands uh, with the United States Marines. Uh, Marines surround 
uh, are surrounded and they decide the best way to fight their hidden enemies is doing sick front flips while bayoneting people and randomly running around in every direction with no sense of tactics whatsoever. There really wasn't. Yeah, there's the just whole people movie. just fucking running around. Yeah. Movie. There is nothing like, all right, here's what we're going to do this, this. Actually, no, there was. It was later on. No, at one point, at the like near the fucking end, you actually see Marines like take cover. That's very true. <laughs> this whole time, they're struggling to fucking. I don't know what they're trying to do, honestly. Like even the Japanese people in this movie are have trenches, but they stand up over them like a bad clipping video game character that won't fit behind cover. God. <laughs> at at one point, uh, a Japanese soldier, and this is true. Watches a marine somersault in front of him with a weapon pointed at him. Does not shoot yeah. him, <laughs> only for the marine to jump up and shoot him with a strange bolt action operated M1 Garand. Dude, did you catch that? Yeah, they definitely have M1 Garands, but at various scenes you see people working bolts on them. Not enough blank firing adapters. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, that's it's a big budget movie for its time. Uh, like it's not like Saving Private Ryan big budget, but it's like big budget ish. They couldn't get enough prop rifles. I mean, it's has points where it looks big budget and then also has points where it just doesn't. Yeah, and there's definitely the point that they could not afford a beach landing scene. Definitely. <laughs> uh, so literally five minutes into this movie, I can tell this is already the worst thing that we've watched yet. I enjoyed the random Japanese guy bayoneting the dude out of the tall like elephant grass. Yes. And then just get fucking lit up and... Every single time a Japanese guy dies in that movie, they gotta scream. It's the same scream. Yeah. It's like the same canned scream. Yeah. They, they had, like just all right, clip it and put it on all of them dead. Yeah. <laughs> I wish somebody could make like a super cut of all the screaming Japanese people in this film. A- at no point does a Japanese soldier come up to attack without it being in a scream. Even orders, like if you remember uh like later on when they were like uh ordering artillery strikes. They have to be fired via screaming yep. commands, which is like everybody's screaming. Everybody's screaming all the time. If they're not running around cluelessly, if they're not doing somersaults, combat rolls. Also, they clearly had the Marines ambushed in like elephant grass or whatever, and they're not even shooting at them. They're only rushing out one by one yeah. to what? attempt to bayonet people. I, I don't understand. They'll come out of the little clearing that they have in the elephant grass, look at them, yell, shoot a little bit, get killed. If they shoot, most of the time there's bayoneting. The only time it shows like a Japanese person shooting, like 90% of the time, it's to directly impact uh, uh, showing a Marine getting shot for like really bad emotional effect because I hardly remember anybody's name this whole fucking movie because I didn't give a shit. Very true. Yeah. Um, I remembered White Horse. White, I remember White Horse, Yazzie, like uh, Joe Anders, and like Chick. Because like <laughs> Chick, yeah, the fucking nurse. <laughs> Who the, no, no, like the, the the not the not the nurse, the fucking guy named Chick. I forgot about him. <laughs> See, I remember the nurse more than him. What was the nurse's name, Nick? Chick. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. Even though they they make him they make her a strange romantic character. Without ever making it romantic. The only reason she's romantic is because she's a woman who seems to care that Joe Enders doesn't kill himself. This is seems to be on the track that he's in. Like the last bonus episode where we did Rambo and how she was, it was that weird romantic, non-touchy. Yes. This is exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But be, World War II with Nicolas Cage. I don't think that she would sign up for a sex scene with Nicolas Cage. Oh, your ear. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god. <laughs> your ear looks like fucking chewed bubble gum, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh so at one point, a Japanese soldier with a samurai sword jumps out of nowhere, past what is about a platoon of Marines, and chops off a guy's hand. But the severed hand oh, looks so bad, it could pass for that rubber dildo fist from Borat. Oh, so bad. <laughs> the fucking effects are so bad in this movie. Okay, during this whole time, nobody really gives an, an order whatsoever. No. Nobody's even talking. They're just screaming. What is their objective? Are they trying to hold a hill? They don't explain that for about 10 minutes. Uh, and that's when they get to that log. and uh, that's and shitty. And they realize that like they were their orders were to hold their position, which they, by the way, have not been fucking doing because they've been sprinting through elephant grass, bayoneting people for the last 10 minutes. They had to hold the strategic log. No, they had to hold this large strategic swamp with like 10 guys. It doesn't matter where you're at in the swamp. Just run around in little circles. That's fine. But you got to stay in the swamp. Fuck you, swamp people. Um, and like everybody's like, we have we have to retreat. Like we have to hold the position. And then at one, all, at one by one, all the all the Marines die increasingly stupid ways. Like at one point, some dude just like stands up and starts screaming like point break and gets shot. Oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> what are you trying to do? <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, uh, it, it, in the most stereotypical, like, shitty war movie way possible, or actually, this is more like a buddy cop way, um, his friend, which actually makes sense when you realize that John Woo has directed a lot of Hong Kong cop movies, or uh, John Woo has, and uh, uh, his friend gets shot in the back like 10 fucking times. Oh, dude. And then makes eye contact with him and goes, damn you, Joe Enders, yeah. and then promptly fucking dies. Like, you gotta really? get that out. You got to get it out. Like the only thing that's going to ha- get happen after you get lit up with like a fucking machine gun in your back is you're going to shit yourself and you're, you're going to ruin your buddy's uniform after you fall on him. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to get like oh. a melon hole sized fucking mass blown out of your gut and then your buddy's going to be cleaning him out of your fucking boots for like a week. You didn't talk about the dude that took that grenade. <laughs> oh, yeah. It does oh not get blown God. apart whatsoever. No, he just, like it does sweet summer yeah, He just gets heated through the air yeah. by a grenade blast and lands and then has a one-liner and dies. Everybody gets a one-liner before they fucking die in this movie. Everybody gets one. Yeah. Uh, unless you're a white horse, you get a stern but solid nod. nod. Yes. Uh, <laughs> very stern. Yeah. Respectful nod. I mean, like the damn you Joe Enders thing is like, it's buddy cop movie mixed with soap opera. Yeah. It's not even... I didn't feel sorry for anybody, to be honest. No, they're all really dumb. Like, That's who you get for okay. following Nicolas Cage into combat. Yeah, you should immediately know <laughs> not to. I don't like that guy's crazy eyes. I'm not going to follow him. I'm going to go join the Japanese. <laughs> Funny you say crazy eyes. Uh, That's my Indian name in the movie. Yeah, he just gave himself an Indian name. We don't know why. Whatever. He's He thinks he's speaking Navajo. We, we can't get him to stop. <laughs> yeah. This is very offensive. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Joe gets his ear mangled with the grenade blast for some reason. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so later on, uh, I know we keep skipping ahead, but I'm, we are both under the assumption that you've already seen this movie because you're listening to us talk about it. Uh, so I'm not really worried about spoiler alerts. The sa- almost the same effect of a grenade bla- blast kills Whitehorse and like eight people all at once. It kills everybody around Joe who's still alive, which I think is two people at that point. And only somehow wounds his like left ear. Uh, yeah, it, which for uh, some reason makes him wheelchair bound. I, uh, there's so many things about that whole hospital. Now, like I, I, I get that. Um, 
like his equilibrium's fucked up, and that's why it kind of makes it hard to walk. Right. Uh, sorry, I'm really I'm having a hard time not burping my hard seltzer into the microphone. Right. <laughs> Try chugging one and not burping. Uh, it's like shitting without pissing. It's doing the impossible. Exactly. Um, so just picture that for a bit. Uh, yeah, like. I get that his equilibrium's fucked up, but he's sitting in a wheelchair looking like Stephen Hawking's, like, hardly able to move. <laughs> and, like, a week passes, and the only thing that happens is he gets, like, a shoulder rub from a nurse, and he's like, yep, I can walk fine now. Oh, yeah. Can you also help me? <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, he's wheelchair-bound at Camp Pendleton. Um, oh, sorry, at uh, Connolly Bay Military Hospital. Uh, meanwhile, the at Camp Pendleton, the Navajo Code Talkers are being sworn into the Marine Corps and learning the U.S. military code that is based on their language. It is not just like them speaking plain Navajo. That's not the that's not the code. Um, that's what they kind of make it look like. But they have certain Navajo words that stand for like tank and airplane. Also, uh, an important thing that this movie for some reason leaves out is that the code is important. Because they have to memorize it. Yeah. There, it is not written down. Like, it is in their That's brain. That's the whole point, yeah. Yeah, and they do not say that. Which is a pretty... They don't go over anything <laughs> that they should have gone over. John Woo was like, we got... Look up. First, first. Most of the budget went to Nicolas Cage. Most of the budget went to Nicolas Cage uh, running around dressed as a Native American and, and, and fireballs, uh, which he thinks that he can throw. He, he thinks he's Native yeah. American Goku. We keep giving him the Thompson, but he keeps insisting on having a bow and arrow. Oh, God. All of these things I, I, I can picture happening. Yes. Um, so that is when Yazi and Whitehorse are the two closest things we have to Native American main characters in this entire film. Also, pretty much the only two that get screen time. Like, there's... Um, the Wasn't co- there the dude on the naval ship? Yeah, you have the other code talker that's in about 30 seconds yeah. of film on, on, the, on the ship at the very end, and you get this class in the very beginning. And then there's an hour and a half somewhere in the middle where they're it. Very true. Way to go, John Woo. Uh, that's like... Uh, this is... Uh, we're going to make a movie about the Buffalo Soldiers starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which they kind of fucking did with glory. Oh, they so did. Oh, I mean, my. granted, they did make I mean, the African-American love- characters almost starring roles, but the, the starring role was still a white guy. Glory was so good, but... But, they all, but Tom Cruise also did this The Last Fucking Samurai. He really did. Which was a, uh, a Paul Mooney joke on Dave Chappelle, and I can't say it because he says the N-word, but he's like, I'm going to make The Last N-Word on Earth starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> well... Technically, he was the last samurai. If we want to go into the movie again, just we just don't. <laughs> we just won't. Um, and at the same time, they're learning that Ender's is in the hospital uh, for reasons that are not explained whatsoever. Um, that his ear is still mysteriously covered in blood. It's disgusting. Even though, like it, later on, his ears cleaned up and it just looks like fucking smashed hamburger yeah but uh like in this scene he's sitting there there's still like dried blood like so apparently they're gonna give you what i'm assuming is a bath uh they're going to stitch up your fucked up ear because that looks burnt and got flayed or whatever with that shit all the way down his neck but we're not going to clean the blood off i wonder if he insisted keep it this is actually my friend's blood (laughs) yeah i like to remember oh god 
I mean, I just, I'm really happy to see that military healthcare has been virtually left unchanged in a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, they left out the part at the end where Ender survives and then the VA shoots down his claim. <laughs> <laughs> Your ear was from. This is uh, clearly not, not the Solomon Islands. Yeah, this is not service related uh, at all. And they, they, I mean, they could have done that with Yazi. Like, actually, we're going to shoot down your claim for two reasons. One, you're not white. And two, you live on a reservation. Also, were you actually in the Marine Corps? Yeah. yeah. I have the papers. Eh. How about you calm down there? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. Uh, honestly, I, I like the fact that they, the, he's trying to get back to active service because they have him kind of backlogged recovering. And they're claiming that a blown eardrum would keep him from frontline duty. Okay. I blew one of my eardrums, and this is in 2012, 2011. I can't remember which. And they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and that's like when they were actually kicking people out if you have like medical issues. Like, yeah, blown eardrums, whatever, you're fine. <laughs> World War II, when they were drafting like half literate farm boys, like, yeah. they're like, we don't care if you're all the way deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then he goes on to cheat a hearing test with the help of uh, the nurse, which I can attest to doing so myself, but not with a nurse, with a private. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know how they say, so in a, if people who are listening are not in the military, have never taken a group hearing exam before, they set you in a soundproof room with like six other people, uh, sometimes more. And if you have really bad hearing like myself, um, if anybody's ever been to one of my book signings, they know this because I kind of yell at you because I don't realize how loud my voice is. And I and and it's really hard to produce our podcast because Nate's like you're too fucking loud. Shut up! Uh, but because uh, I have really bad hearing, and the way I passed all the time, which ended up fucking me over in my disability rating, by the way, is you watch the you look at the ranks and you don't copy off someone who's like E four and above because they've been in long enough to fuck up their hearing. You got to look to the guy who looks like he's twelve and he's like an E one or two. They've only been around guns for like a month, so if you watch their hands. You know when to press the button. Really? Yeah, that's how I passed all of them. I usually just press the button. Just over and over and over again. Yeah, until, until the so dude <laughs> comes in there and says, hey, stop doing that. <laughs> the voice comes up. It's like, only hit the button when you hear the beep. Yeah, I just watched the hands. Like, there was a private next to me. I think it was a corporal at the time. I was like, hey, turn and face me. And he's like, what? Why? I'm like, I need to copy off you. Like, corporal, I was like, shut the fuck up and let me copy off you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking narc, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't ruin this for me. Uh, also, after faking that hearing test, Enders doesn't have a hearing problem for the rest of the movie. Yeah, no. First off, the, There's he characters. has a shitty smug look when he fucking, like, raises his hand like... Yeah. Like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> you yeah, look the, like, fuck you. I just, I didn't like the I don't like your fucking face. <laughs> yeah. Doctor, this is unprofessional. No, I'm sorry, nurse, but fuck that guy. Uh, I it, saw him in Wicker off, Man. His shit sucks. They should have, I, I don't think they would ever put him in an area with visibility for him to have a chance to cheat. Yeah, when I make my uh, soundproof boxes, I like to give him a really giant window. Whereas you just have her fucking cheating, like, raising yeah. her hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's parts of the movie where, like, someone was like, you have problems with that ear, don't you, Enders? But, like, he's having a normal conversation with them. If you're deaf in one ear, that fucks your shit up. I'm not deaf in one ear like he supposedly is. 
and I can't hear like 30% of what's told to me whatsoever. Yeah, I have a shitty right ear. Thank God it's not my Nicolas Cage left ear. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad my ear doesn't look like it got melted. Yeah. Uh, so I'm good. Sadly, I just share the same name. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, got that going for me. Nick Cage Genova. Oh, God, <laughs> that's bad. Halloween costume. Yep, there you Halloween go. Halloween costume. I'll alert. get the blowtorch. We'll fix it here right up. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Can I do the wicker guy? <laughs> so Joe is brought to an office with a major who's overlooking his file. The major tells him about the Navajo code because Joe's new mission is to be a code talker's bodyguard. Or because this is a... I feel like you have to have really good hearing for that. Yeah. Uh, or like not be nuts. Yeah. Be able to walk straight. I don't know. Uh, and because this is a Nicolas Cage John Woo flick, uh, they have to dial up the insanity by telling them uh, that he has to stop his code talker or the code. Uh, he has to protect the code at all costs, no matter what, which means kill your code talker if he falls in enemy hands, which I shouldn't have to say this. Absolutely did not happen. That's not a thing that happened. No, they didn't do that. Definitely not. I think there was a report of one, I think, being captured. Well, like the and like so in real life, um, the code talkers did have handlers and bodyguards, but that's not because they had to be fucking murdered if the Japanese got their hands on them. There's a good chance they were probably going to be tortured and executed anyway. The Japanese weren't great to their captives, um, but it was because of racism. Um, they were afraid that Marines would mistake them for Japanese soldiers and shoot them. So if they were walking alongside another Marine, that'd be okay. And that's actually a legit worry that they had. Granted, this is also um, a time where I would gather that the vast majority of Americans hadn't actually been in close contact with the Native Americans before, completely ignorant of everything about them. Yeah. Kind of like when I was in basic training, I knew I'd a guy. now. Yeah, definitely now. Um, uh, I knew a guy in basic training who never saw a black person before. I've just, yeah. <laughs> like, I've known. where do you live? Uh, but yeah, I mean, if, and that was in 20, or 2005. So like. Um, the idea that like everybody in the forties were like, yeah, yeah, I know what a na- I know I know all about Native Americans, Ex- especially because when you think about, it, there's a very good chance that their grandfather, oh man, <laughs> took part in the Indian Wars. So it's like, hmm, not a whole lot of uh, cultural exchange going on there. No, and one of the characters, Chick, his granddad did scalp and sell Native American scalps. Uh, he makes sure to point that out because he's like the racism yeah, character. He had an emporium. Yeah. Scalp Emporium. Uh, yeah. Uh, so afterwards, uh, Joe gets promoted to sergeant because he's the oldest fucking corporal in the entire Marine Corps. I, I had to look. He was about 38 when this movie was shot. Yeah, he was shot. old as dick still. Yeah, he, uh, he looks to be at least 40, but it's because Nicolas Cage is nuts and, and crazy makes you age prematurely. Uh, but yeah, he was about 38, I think, as a corporal. Yeah. Uh, Joe then meets uh, Ben Yazi. And promptly shows himself to be an asshole, while Yazi shows himself to have bricks for hands by dropping his food and drinks all over the place. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, first time ever using hands, bro. Uh, to the shock of absolutely nobody, the Marines quickly pull the racism card by acting shocked that somebody would invite Navajo to play poker with them and call them shit like Injun and Chief, which is probably the most accurate part of this movie is that. Yeah, the racism. The military's racist yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, at, and I have to say that it took me a long time to figure that out because, like, I'm a white guy. When you're white, it's kind of hard to notice racism if, because it makes you have to be empathetic towards other people and their plight and how they're treated. And um, 
growing up in the military, because you know, I enlisted at 17, doesn't exactly make you the most empathetic person on earth to anybody, even yourself. So like it took me a while to realize like, God damn, everyone around here is racist as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Everywhere. It's insane. I can imagine you figured that out uh within an hour. Basic training, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Can you imagine what it'd be like to join now as like a young Mexican American man from California? Now? With all like the people that would like if you were eighteen years old in twenty nineteen and enlisting now. I don't know how I'd feel about that. I, I can't it can't be good. Yeah, I honestly don't know. The people are definitely more comfortable saying the quiet part out loud, like That's all really the time. True. Yeah. yeah. Um so anyway, uh they get the next thing they get their orders to take part in the invasion of Saipan. Uh and I had to point out this because it's kind of off putting. The actor uh delivering them, a guy named Peter Stormare, which is a Hollywood name. He's a he's a Swedish guy, uh, with a very, very Swedish name, which I did not put in my notes okay uh but he's doing such a bad job masking his accent to sound slightly american oh, fucking jesus christ he just kind of sounds like he has a brain injury <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we'll make it work we'll make it fit in and i've seen him in other movies and he doesn't really have an accent but this movie is damn near 20 years old now so oh yeah maybe he lost it or i mean and they never really named the guy that, that he's supposed to be maybe playing. they wanted him to have the brain injury Maybe he is a Marine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like uh, the, 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 I had to look it up. The character he's playing has a kind of Swedish name, which they never make to, they never have it be a, a serious storyline part because this guy really doesn't exist. Oh, he never has an arc? No, not at all. Uh, so like it's weird to say like uh, that, that someone watching this movie in, 20, uh, in 2003, you know, before you're just going to like pull out your phone and Google, like, why does this guy sound like this? Uh, and, and why they just gave, made him a Swedish character as well. They said, oh. They should have just made him go full Swedish chef. Like, herg de girl de dirt de erg. And everybody's like, I got it, sir. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. That must have been code talk. <laughs> he also speaks code. The Swedish code talker. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're just making meatballs and selling people IKEA furniture. Oh. It, it, it's fine, though. It, it defeats the Japanese by confusing them by putting together their Hergenfurgen Gashen. <laughs> Or whatever the fuck the dresser's called. What? Like, we don't understand how to fuck this. We're just going to kill ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> These directions are fucking horse shit. That's actually what drove them to kamikaze strike people's. Uh, it, they had two choices. Put together something from Ikea or kill themselves. How did the Allen wrench come in? Not in the right size. I'm missing bolts and what? Fuck this. I'm getting in the plane. You ever end up with more bolts? All the time. The end? All the time. Yeah. So. In my honest opinion, that just means you made it better. <laughs> I'm more use efficient. Less, yeah, you use less. Sure, it rocks back and forth and can't withstand like putting my fucking beer can on, but I didn't need those parts, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So after this briefing, uh, Joe runs outside and just pukes. I don't know what that was from. Was I, it from the ear? I, I don't know. I, it, I'm assuming he still has a pretty I, wicked honest, concussion. Yeah, I honestly <laughs> assume they're still trying to make his ear thing a thing. And then... um. Another second, uh, like, of accidental accuracy in this movie. Accidental. Uh, they have him vomit, shut himself off from all of his peers, and start popping pills. Mm. <laughs> they had to refre- They had to stop him from eating his vomit as well because he had identified himself at the time as a marine. Yeah, he he was playing real hard as as, as a marine, and he was going to eat his own vomit and then eat crayons. Exactly. Uh, and then immediately after this part where he 
he's still suffering the after effects of a brain injury and eating pills. He goes to a bar and starts getting drunk alone. This is the most accurate part of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I honestly wish that he would have talked with some severe brain damage. <laughs> I mean, it's Nicolas Cage. He always kind of acts like he has a brain injury. The only part after this that would have made uh, getting uh, getting drunk by yourself and doing drugs more accurate to military life is like he married the bartender after meeting her for 10 seconds. Or if he married the nurse before he deployed. That would have been fucking yeah. amazing. And she, I'll wait for you. Then it, it cuts oh. it cuts back and she's driving away and is like Mustang or his, tw- or his fucking Model T or whatever. Yeah. With 24% <laughs> interest. Ford V8. <laughs> Uh, oh wait for me <laughs> and then gives him like a spam can like the ring from it <laughs> thanks here hold on to these weird dog tags that are also chokers <laughs> I, I don't know anything about military uniforms I'm sure this movie drove you nuts but like I didn't care uh, I'm, I'm you not into that you didn't care anymore. enough to be angry um, back then honestly I probably would have you just had a fucking stroke yeah all me and my fucking reenacting friends but I but I, now I just don't give a their shit their dog tags were like literal chokers surprisingly yeah yeah was that is that accurate yeah oh it sucks I could not they also had those shitty those weird dog tags the marines had the weirdest dog tags back in the world because like I didn't wear my dog tags when I was in because they were uncomfortable I just like kept them in my pocket I definitely wouldn't have wore a fucking choker um silent yeah fuck I mean sure it's silent but also it doesn't matter when you're running through the hills screaming with 5,000 other marines oh the human waves speaking of which can we please talk about the human waves oh yes because that's about what we're gonna get to with the invasion of Saipan and for reasons I can only assume are budgetary related totally skips the actual landing at Saipan yeah because one the budget they spent it on Nicolas Cage in his fucked up ear <laughs> the special effects budget is really tapped out by the melted so ear like, effect fuck we couldn't get we'll give them an invasion of this trench it's a, it's a John Woo film so a lot of it was spent on fireballs which by the way so bad. is the only award that they won was best fire stunt that's not surprising at all <laughs> cuz they're all fire stunts every, every scene every scene in the hospital when he's sitting there in the chair in the background <laughs> someone runs by the fire <laughs> <laughs> Some gonna put that guy out. Uh, our island. So they they invade this island, mysteriously teleporting past the uh, the invasion part. Finds our faithful Marines conducting a human wave attack against open grounds against entrenched Japanese forces, who are, by the way, standing on top of their entrenchment and screaming and firing guns. Enter some really bad CGI planes that only 2003 technology could bring us. And they kind of look like they're copy and pasted from Battlefield 1942. Nice, good game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that 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 swallowed a lot of my childhood up. Solid <sighs> game. Yeah. Uh, and then, so the Japanese are firing machine guns and cannons and artillery at them. And uh, every time a Japanese field gun hits their target, it looks like they're shooting a goddamn flame cannon because everything they hit bursts into brilliant fire. I didn't. <sighs> I, I assume this is the bizarro uh, 2008 Rambo film where instead of investing all their budget into fake blood, <laughs> they invested it into pyrotechnics. We invested it in fire. Yeah. Which, I mean, I always encourage people to invest their money in fire. Uh, you can fix all your problems with fire. Very you're, true. You're having yeah. a problem with your, your mortgage? Burn your house down. You're having a problem in your, in your home life? Burn yourself down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, no movie about the Pacific Theater would be complete without a bonsai charge. 
Now, uh, we haven't really talked about bonsai charges, and we probably will eventually. Um, uh, So bonsai charges were generally less desperate suicide charges. Sometimes they had um, like specific uh, targets in place, uh, like uh, the like airfield stuff like that. But it was largely accepted the people in the charge were going to die, and they were going to open up um, the that front for other forces to move in. What what you don't do is just throw out a random bonsai charge in the middle of a giant open battle, which is what they did. The Marines are running at them while they are in their trenches, and the Japanese are like, well, well, they're running at us. It's only fair if we yeah. meet them in the middle and also run right at them. Uh, this is like... this I Japanese imagine they're probably... Well, this isn't hardly fair. Yeah, it's not fair for behind the trenches. If only World War I is figured out that way. <laughs> yeah. Guys, 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 stop. Doesn't this seem a little skewed? We gotta balance the teams a bit. Have we tried running at them too? You know what? Let's go. Yeah, Let's so do it. Hey, friends. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, 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 this is what happens. Like when I'm drunk, it's three a.m. and I'm playing Shogun Total War, and I just make everybody charge at each other. Oh, dude, I always do that. I love giant line battles in the like Total War. But like it, it, the the god of the Japanese side of this battle just toggled off the fire at will and just made him charge. He's like, I really want to see this shit. Yeah. Now instead of sitting back and gunning down the charging Japanese or vice versa, the Marines and the Japanese do their own charges at one another, screaming all the while. Joe goes Joe goes full cage, begins screaming, having flashbacks while machine gunning everything in sight. Well, and somebody fires a bazooka, and when it hits, it looks like a 500 fucking pound bomb went off. <laughs> it literally de- detonates like an entire ridgeline, which is fucking impressive for, what, a 30 pound warhead? It's actually really, really light. Super light. Yeah, and it's a, I believe it is a shape charge, too, because it's supposed yeah. to be an anti-tank weapon, which yep. don't make large explosions, because that's not the point. Pretty much. Yeah. It's just yeah. a giant tube and, with a, a battery in it. <laughs> and it sends off an electrical charge to the... Yeah, I made one of those when I was a kid. It was called a potato launcher. Yeah, we were smarter. Yeah. Uh, not really, because my brother made it, and it just kind of turned into a pipe bomb. It happens. Yeah. yeah. Trials and error. Yeah. They held, also had their pipe bombs. Yeah. Uh, now, the only thing that the two native soldiers during this entire exchange is jump around, look shocked, and make scared facial expressions and hide. I honestly was waiting the whole time while Nicolas Cage was yelling for him to yell about the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I was waiting for it. As he's machine gunning people, not the bees! Uh, <laughs> Wrong movie again! <laughs> Fuck! We can't cut it, just, just cut his mic You so say you see him wordlessly mouthing things. Yeah. He's speaking Navajo again. Um, only after this, they finally use the code talkers to do their job and call in strikes on the Japanese guns that have been shelling them nonstop for... Most of the length of the movie at this point. So you point. get premium Navajo time now. Yeah, yeah. This is it. This is this is this is their shining moment um, in the movie that is named after them. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, but none of that matters because the Marines just launch another human wave attack after the Navy bombards dog shit out of the hill. So. And I think they use like '80s Navy footage or like '90s. Ah, uh, yeah. It, it was it stock definitely footage. Definitely wasn't World War II warships. Yeah, it was definitely stock footage, which is really weird to cut in there. That would be like, oh, look, a tank. And instead of like... Uh, <laughs> Fucking not a Sherman, like an Abrams pulls up <laughs> in, Iraq, in Iraq. Thank God the armor showed up. It's like a fucking Evangelion runs by. <laughs> oh, man. 
I would watch that fucking movie ten fucking times out of ten. Just stock footage of fucking <laughs> NTC footage. <laughs> After a brief scene where Yazi and a Japanese soldier get in a Mexican standoff, only to have it broken up by Joe slitting a Japanese Japanese guy's throat, oh, which, by his- the way, there's no actual blood, really. When he slices his throat, there's like a tiny spurt, and then there's no cut in his neck. Again, all the budget went towards Nicolas Cage, his ear, and the fire. Yeah, uh, Ben Yazzie's car- uh, actor just just worked for exposure like a freelance writer. I honestly... He's like, I was told I, w- I would get a job <laughs> after this. <laughs> I honestly thought that the land that they used for most of the scenes... John Woo came in like, hey, we got to do it quick. We got to do it quick. I don't have a permit. We really got to do this quick. It's in some guy's backyard in Arizona <laughs> yeah. or something. This movie looks like it could have been filmed in Florida. I didn't look where it was actually filmed, but I'm going to say it's like, I don't know, fucking Jeffrey Epstein's backyard or oh, something. <laughs> um, so after slicing a guy's throat, Joe immediately turns to popping more pills before suicide charging a Japanese pillbox with a satchel charge. Uh, and oh, my God. It, and action, I assume, is made a lot easier when you're riding a, a fucking oxy high like a motherfucker through battle. The best fireball. Everything's a fireball. I'm surprised when he shot people as Thompson and catch on fire. Just shooting fireballs? Yeah. Yeah. It's the Hadoukens left and right. <laughs> yeah. Full, fully automatic Hadouken machine Hadouken, gun. Hadouken, Hadouken. <laughs> Finally, the first battle is over. And it wouldn't be a war movie without a group of soldiers sitting around and worrying about Jody fucking his wife or setting their wedding rings home in case they die. Uh, which is like, it's like a copy and paste war movie scene at this point. Like, as somebody shows a picture of like, check out my gal. Check it out, and then you know they're gonna fucking die. Like, the, oh yeah, just as soon as you, you're just, yeah, everyone you're who die. took part yep. in the scene is gonna die. And I was right; everybody did. We have to feel bad for him some way. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. At this point, I assume they're all human trash. I'm rooting for the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> and then a big stupid fuck named Chick, who we have talked about, corners with Yazi. Oh, this fucking piece of shit! And this while scene. Ya- while Yazi's taking a bath, uh, which I assume just means. Chick is on the down low and wants to fuck him. Uh, and he starts going full on racism, talks about uh, how his grandpa used to scalp them, and then spits on him. Finally, the movie lets Yazzie do something cool and punches Chick in the face. Uh, and now I, th- I think we're about an hour, over an hour into the movie. Yeah, something like that. Um, and uh, and only then it's fleeting because Chick immediately just starts beating the dog shove before people show up and pull him off. Fucking big dumb idiot. Yeah. After this, the bodyguards and the code talkers begin to bond despite strict orders not to. They're supposed to be strict, unfeeling killing machines. Uh, it's like I imagine it's, it's like was- when you raise a dog to fight. Don't don't name it. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. This is the this is the Michael Vick way to make friends. Eee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're trying to be friends with Yazi. Have you tried electrocuting him and drowning him in a kiddie pool? Have you tried cutting his ear off? Maybe making it look like your ear. Or cropping his tail. Oh, they don't have those. Hmm. I guess I don't know then. This is why I don't consult the Michael Vick Guide to Friendship anymore. Uh, but uh, then Joe pops a bunch of pills again, randomly verbally abuses Yazi. What kind of pills do you think he has? Oh, they had to be some kind of fucking opiate. Definitely. It's not like she had a prescription back then. I At the same probably... time over in Germany, they're eating meth like candy. I honestly imagine they gave him, just for his character, this is for the sake of the movie, they gave him like, the pills that just don't work at all. No, like, no. This would make a whole lot more sense. I said this is the most like repressed version of Nicolas Cage that we've ever seen. They were actually downers. Like they weren't <laughs> props. They're like, fuck, just keep feeding them oxy and maybe we'll get a good fucking roll out of them for the once. Scene. Yeah, he's just just high as fuck, never taking a shit. 
That's that's how they got the Joe Enters experience. Nice. I don't think anybody wants that experience. <laughs> the Joe Enders experience is what happens when you cry after sex. Oh, <laughs> I touched your ear. <laughs> God, uh, he he rubs it while he's yeah, fucking. Rub my ear. I don't. I don't want to. Uh, now, um, does it feel like ground beef? Fuck. <laughs> it's like needing raw hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Now, so he eats a whole bunch of pills and then starts. Yelling at Yazzie for writing home to his family because there's like under no order, no, under no circumstances, supposed to write home. Yeah. Um, afterwards, he immediately does a 180 and starts talking about kids, um, and their family and shit, which means he's just like a weird, he's like the, the, a cartoonish version of bipolar syndrome, which I assume is actually just Nicolas Cage in yeah. real life. Yeah. Along with Joe Enders. Yeah. Both. I mean, this uh, the the bonding that we see between Ben Yazi and um and Joe Enders is is exactly like I assume every relationship is in real life with with Nicolas Cage, and it's a lot like the war movie that he's in. Moments of joy followed by screaming and sheer terror. Yeah, in references to his old movies. In references to just him, he's a weird fucking guy. He's one of the weirdest dudes in Hollywood. Like, th- and that's why, like, I started this episode off by. Uh, so let me rephrase it. He's one of the weirdest guys in Hollywood that nobody's accused of raping someone yet. Yet. Because um, like, I started this off uh, by telling that rumor about him learning Navajo because he thought he was going to be the code talker, and I fucking believe it. Just like if somebody said to prepare himself for um, I don't know, uh, national treasure, he went and slept with, like had fucking coitus with, uh, the the original copy of the Declaration of Independence. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> like like yeah, Nicholas Cage would fucking do that. He'd do that. He, I think he tried or to for see Face Off. He actually wore John yep. Travolta's face. Very or or he probably killed a homeless person and wore their face around. That that probably happened. You could stick your dick in their eye socket. Oh god. <laughs> Anyway, the Marines are driving along towards their objective uh, in Jeeps and get ambushed by more fireballs. More fireballs and strangely well-aimed fireballs. Like It's not like an artillery barrage, like individual Jeeps are getting lit up, which is that means these are like the, the, the cream of the crop Japanese gunners that they're fighting. Um, and, and it goes back to the, the, their favorite pastime in this whole movie, which is running around in circles getting shelled like idiots. They don't do anything. Like the whole movie is just, I'd say like a solid hour and a half of footage is Marines running around with fireballs erupting out of the dirt. Like they're getting ambushed by a wizard. It honestly makes everybody who took part in this movie look really bad. Yeah. Yeah. There's Um, nothing enjoyable other than what? I mean, I know I said about an hour and a half or whatever, but like uh, also I need to point out that a solid portion of that is people doing slow-mo combat roles. Very true. Both sides. Both sides do this. Or slow-mo getting shot, slow-mo getting bayoneted. Yeah. Like most of their other battles, this uh, this turns into the Marines and the Japanese wildly running at each other while only shooting uh, if they're within about 10 feet. You have to be within uh, what the whites of their eyes in order to shoot, yeah. is what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, modern battle rifles in 1942, I think this was 1943, I don't remember. Saipan, uh, like 43, 44. Yeah. Um, we're bad historians, but yeah, they're a lot like black powder smoothbore muskets in which uh, if you point at someone who's about 20 feet away, you might just wing them. 
So Very you gotta true. wait till they're real, real close, and then you might as well bayonet them while screaming. Into a sweet fucking combat roll. That's right. Uh, next time I get shot at, which is hopefully never, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to escape by screaming and, and somersaulting away. I hope that guy fucking mugs me after I do that. Like, I deserve to die. I imagine you'd go full Nicolas Cage and maybe talk about your book while you're doing it. If I go full Nicolas Cage, I assume that means I actually just consume them. I unhinge my jaw and I swallow them from the head down. Oh. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, then in order to bamboozle the Japanese, uh, they get this brilliant fucking Jesus idea Christ. for Yazi to dress up like a Japanese soldier and uh, pretend to capture Joe to sneak into Japanese lines. One, this is kind of really racist. It really is. Uh, <laughs> and the fact that they found the exact Japanese guy that it has the exact same size uniform and everything. Yeah. Uh, like, how... I don't even know where to start. I'm not sure how to parse the racism here. Let me, let me, let me play it out loud. Earlier on in the movie, Chick is racist. Um, and a lot of the other Marines are too. Because they believe, well... Shit, he looks like a, a Japanese soldier too. And I'm yeah. not going to say the racial slurs that they say because... You know, I'm not going to do that. Um, fast forward about an hour. And Yazi himself is like, I do kind of look like one of them. <laughs> and, and and then he puts on the uniform, which again, mysteriously fits. Um, Perfectly. And then um, uh, he is taught one word of Japanese, which is the word for prisoner. That's it. And I assume this sounds a lot like when I was in Iceland and somebody taught me how to say like, thank you. Right. Yeah, they they said it back, but it's because it's like, you know, um, your dog when it sits, like, yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you, you learned how to copy. You look dumb, but yeah, um, like I was saying it completely incorrectly with the wrong accent. I did not. It, it, if I passed you on the street and had to say thank you for any reason, you would not believe that I'm an Icelander. So then, Joe and Yazi. Do you think honestly, Nicholas Cage's character, like just Nicholas Cage in general, when Yazi put on the uniform, he actually thought he was the Japanese guy? And tried shooting him with blanks. Cause he- I, I wouldn't. I, I would believe at this point that Nicholas Cage believes this is actually a documentary. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, Yazi, where are you? <laughs> uh, he takes off the hat. I'm right here, Joe. Oh, thank God. Yeah. It's, it's like there was a Japanese guy. Superman's where, disguise yeah. works on Nicholas Cage. Um. So and then Yazi and Joe walk right behind enemy lines. Very little effort. Yeah. That's you. what. Which leads me to believe. It's very- that why didn't the rest of the range just walk right? behind yeah. them? But also, another layer of racism here, the, the Japanese soldiers in the movie see what is very clearly a Native American man who does not speak Japanese walking towards them, chanting one word like a fucking brain-dead idiot, and they're like, checks out. Yeah. Oh, it's our fellow Japanese soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Who's definitely speaking our language without problems. Ah, yes. Brain damage. Yeah. Oh, that's Abe. He's been a little special since the artillery round went off next to his head. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, this is something that is, this is like if the Taliban got their hands on a, an American <sighs> uniform and walked into base like, hello, fellow Americans. Do you have a pen? Why does he keep asking for a pen? It's, I don't know, but he's fine. I mean, yeah, he has a beard, but like, and that's not allowed, but he's, he's probably one of us. God, he smells. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like <sighs> the soul seed is fucking ridiculous. It's like that scene from The Last Samurai going back to Last Samurai with that one guy, the only bit of English he knows is jolly good. Oh, that's fucking awesome. And it's the only thing he says no matter the situation. Jolly good. Jolly good as he's like getting fucking bow and arrow <laughs> to death. Yeah. 
Yeah. But of course it works. That was honestly my favorite scene was when they went behind enemy lines effortlessly. Yeah. Uh, he, he They just appear. It doesn't even show how they just flanked around it like low crawl through anything. Yeah, they didn't show a plan no, of they how they were going to do it. They just walked out of the woods behind enemy lines. Like, it, it, like, Joe, if you have the power to teleport people, like maybe teleport your whole unit behind them and then just shoot them. Can't do that. Anyway, Joe springs his trap, which it turns out is just shooting a bunch of people and screaming like a maniac. And their whole plan is to grab the radio that they just assumes in their trench, uh, which they do. Uh, and then Yazzie somehow tunes it to the marine frequency and calls for artillery support on a Japanese radio. And that's not how any of this works. I imagine it doesn't. That's not how <laughs> any of this works at all. Fuck. They, I, I don't even... The whole scene in general just doesn't know where it's not. No. No, it, it's really dumb. He takes out the whole trench. I mean, the the, the whole scene is, is prefaced by... Um, Yazi's radio getting shot off his back, which yeah, I and I, I left that out, but like also it doesn't fucking matter because no. even if I say that, it doesn't make the scene any less dumb. Um, anyway, after the battle, a colonel randomly shows up who nobody points out who this guy is or if he's their commander or or what, but he happens to have a random bronze star on him and which he gives to uh, Joe, but not Yazi, which again probably pretty accurate. It's, Very. It's the same reason why he like clipped it to his ear. <laughs> It's the same reason why, like, um, uh, like uh, African American soldiers from like a hundred years ago are still getting Medal of Honors today, because like the ra- like racism has ebbed a bit. Oh yeah, and it's okay to do that, but like, still not all, all that much. So, with this Bronze Star, another total accurate scene. This is how I get awards. Someone just walks up and gives it to you. That's it. No paperwork. None. <laughs> I just get the ribbon. Yeah. Someone just walks up. It's like here you go. Thanks. Uh, how, he's getting in his jeep. He's like, wait, sir, how am I going to put this on my ERB? Wait, wait, I don't have paper. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Um, and then um, Joe goes back to doing what Joe does. They just get drunk off some sake he found and starts verbally abusing Yazi before being nice to him again. Yeah, that's just how he does things. Afterwards, Yazi has to carry his drunk ass. This movie is so bad. Back to his tent, and he does some Native American ritual uh, involving uh, cigarette smoke. Um, I'm assuming it's some kind of cleansing thing because Joe Enders is just full of demons. Um, I'm sure this is just some traditional stuff, but again, it doesn't. Smoke it doesn't kills fuck, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving. It's the long con. I'm giving you lung cancer, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. um, now, uh, I'm sure it's some like traditional Navajo stuff. It doesn't talk about it at all. He just starts doing it, which is weird. Like if Yazi was Armenian, he would actually just pour brandy over his face and punch him. <laughs> <laughs> they got big noses. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Joe has a big nose. That's what I'm trying to say. They've seen it. They've seen it. Nick. I know. I, I, I see it all the time. Uh, I, I, I look like a really mean Turkish caricature of an Armenian. It's awesome. Thanks, Dad. Um, the, the Marines then move into a village, which is largely blown apart and abandoned. Um, and the village gets attacked. Oh, I fucking hate this. Um, for And this is like the peak moment where... Uh, uh, like the Japanese soldiers appear out of nowhere and are just standing in the open shooting down at them. Um, and the flamethrower guy, which is Chick, yeah, 
gets uh, is is attempting to bond with a Japanese girl by feeding her chocolate, which is like the most again, it's a copy and paste from a hundred other war movies. Yeah. But while they're getting shot at, she refuses to run away. And the only oh, fucking- <laughs> And the only way he can get her to run away is by throwing chocolate behind cover. Fetch. Like a dog. Like there's a thousand people fucking shooting at In you. In his racist mind, he's like, my dog responds really well to this. But also, how dumb is the kid? Like, how dumb is, like, yes, and, and, you know, she's in the middle of a war now. She was a part of the ambush. Yeah, she's like, if I keep him here long enough, he'll get shot. And that's what happened. She's a sleeper cell. I'm, I'm calling it. <laughs> calling it. What was her word to get her <laughs> to fucking, like, Jason Bourne, the fucking <laughs> Marines? Yeah, he, she looks up at, at him, makes eye contact, like, long live the emperor. As he explodes. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what's the fucking meme where the dude's like, oh, god damn it, I can't remember. I'll show you later. Sorry, people. <laughs> it's awesome, though. It's an in-joke that you don't even understand. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, chick dies, which is cool. Fuck chick. Doesn't Joe like, shoot him? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he catches on fire. Yeah. Yeah. He just fortifies him. Yeah. He, uh, you know, like which, it. I'll take. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I wish fucking Yazi would have done it. Yeah, that's like, too. Fuck you, white boy, and shoots him in the face. <laughs> yeah, with the car. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. And someone's like, he was only wounded. He would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Joe and Ox, Ox being the other code talker bodyguard, played by Christian Slater, another very. Which is awesome. I and, love Christian Slater. Uh, the other strangely old sergeant in this movie. Um, he also plays Christian Slater in this movie as well. Christian Slater, Slater always played Christian Slater in every Same movie. He's sweet, in. slick back hair. In every fucking thing, to include uh, Mr. Robot. It, to include Archer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he literally plays himself on Archer. Exactly. Um, which, which was not a stretch of how he acts in this movie either. Um, now, Ox is with White Horse, uh, the Navajo he was supposed to protect. Um, and no matter how many sick jumps or somersaults they do, they can't seem to get away from the, uh, the, uh, the surrounded off, Japanese. Holy shit. The Japanese come in one by one. Yeah. To just get fucked it's like up a bad by kung fu movie. I, yeah. John Woo in every combat scene is channeling his his inner Hong Kong director, which means he can no longer play Blizzard video games. Like it, <laughs> <laughs> if anybody, but no, really, is, fuck you, Blizzard. Yeah, really. Is if anybody's ever seen Tropic Thunder where Adam Sandler, where they're actually getting shot at in the movie? Adam Sandler wasn't in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. No, I'm sorry, not Adam Sandler. Sorry, Ben Stiller. How did you get those two confused? One of them's an actual good actor. The other one's Adam Sandler. That's my fault. <laughs> I'm sorry, talking about a really bad movie. So Ben Stiller goes out and shoots Tropic blanks. Tropic Thunder is a great movie, sir. I'm talking about Wind Talkers. That's fair. I love Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder is actually one of my favorite movies. It's one of the best war movies ever made. And it really it, and is. It's really good because it's not a war movie. So when he goes out and shoots blanks and he fucking has his hand out, just blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I imagine Christian Slater was doing throughout the whole fucking movie. And his facial expression not changing at yeah. all. It, it just the, awesome. The, the default Christian Slater expression. I don't even know how to explain it. I, dumb face. It's default when he dies. <laughs> um. So they start the the Japanese start filing in one by one because they're nice about it, um, but they can't kill their way out of the problem. And uh, Ox eventually gets his head does, cut off with on, a motherfucking sword. Who does White sword. Horse save throughout the scene with his fucking sweet throwing knife from his boot? That is Chick. And it wasn't Chick was not the flamethrower. Yeah, guy. now I remember. Yeah, yeah, he throws the kukri knife thing, which um, seems and to saves be. Chick. I thought I was gonna hit Chick. 
when I was younger. I, I was wish like, it would have. Yeah. Wish. Now, because back then I was like, oh, he's gonna hit chick. Now like, I'm like, the Japanese guy's about fucker. to kill chick and white horse is like, nope, he's mine. And <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's gonna kill him, it's gonna be me. <laughs> you stole my kill. <laughs> The, the Japanese guy's like, that was my kill. Your mom's a whore. <laughs> yeah, just like, took fuck. <laughs> um, so the, uh, Ox gets his fucking head chopped off, and then by, um, he gets his neck shaved by Sweet Canton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then um, somehow the Japanese know immediately on eyesight, like it's like love at first sight, but they know he's Navajo just by looking at him and don't kill him. They just ca- they just capture White Horse. Yeah, I don't understand that scene. Yeah, they, they just immediately start wrestling with him. That one, he looks kind of not white. We're curious. They're all wearing the same fucking thing, and they're all dirty from weeks of combat and living in a goddamn jungle. But yeah. sure, they know what he looks like immediately. Exactly, yeah. It's like they, they all have a flow chart of all the Navajo code talkers in the United States Marine Corps. <laughs> Um, and, uh, as they're dragging him away, uh, Joe, so uh, during that scene, Ox looks over at white horse and contemplates killing him only to change his mind. Yeah. Um, because they're friends and, uh, honestly, probably the best friendship throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, Ox is like the most normal guy of the whole thing, which is weird. Cause he's Christian Slater. He tries being friends at Joe uh, with Joe at first and Joe blows him off. Cause it's, it's Joe. Yeah. He's the only one who tra- who like treats the Native Americans as people. He like, invi- yeah. he's the one that like invites them to play poker. Yeah, like humans. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, he he doesn't say one racial slur, um, which is a low bar, admittedly. But for this movie, it's a high one. <laughs> uh, and he doesn't kill his code talker. And like, yeah, he he's the only person who treats them normal through the entire movie. He gets his fucking head cut off. Oh man! And they show a snippet of it too, like his head off. Just it's because in the if gravel. they zoomed in, they'd realize it was a rubber mat, like it was like a melon with yeah. hair on atta- attached to it. Like you saw how bad the fake hand it was looked. So bad. Yeah. Um. And so they're dragging White Horse away, and Joe battles with the idea of killing White Horse as well. And, and that's yes. when they make eye contact, and White Horse gives him the stern nod. So I think White Horse is like goodbye fuck you yeah. and joe's like cool that means grenade you and he's like what it, it's <laughs> like the wait, scene what? from team, team america when he's waving his hands <laughs> help me help me he's like joe's like what's that kill me all right yeah, yeah. And my yeah. horse is like oh. no god damn it white people <laughs> oh he's mocking us <laughs> kid what's he saying kiss me kiss me yeah. kiss this you smart ass motherfucker <laughs> yeah. And he throws a hand grenade at White Horse, which goes off what? like a fucking he goddamn also airstrike. The fucking uh, the IJA soldier into the grenade, which should have dulled it a bit. Yeah, no, dude, it came down like a mortar. Apparently, I think I was closer to a hand grenade before than White Horse was, and I'm fine. Honestly, <laughs> I honestly think that Joe overshot the grenade, and a mortar just came down or some That's shit, like old- a knee mortar. Yeah, and not to mention, uh, uh, Cage's hand grenade throw was like five feet short. It looked like he was trying to shot put it too. He was kind of like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. It he it was a short throw, and hand grenades, unlike movies, do not have a large kill radius. They have a decently large wound radius, as I can attest to. Uh, but like, it's also in your book. Yeah, yeah. I wrote a whole book, The Hooligans of Kandahar, released like last year. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember anymore. But uh, yeah, thank yeah. Uh, and most of you that are listening to this episode got for free. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, he's like 15 feet away from this motherfucker when it goes off. I paid for two copies. That's your fault. I got him signed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what's really dumb is like nobody knew that he killed White Horse. 
uh, because you know it's war, people die. Yeah. And uh, and Yazi comes up and he's like, "Have you seen White Horse?" And Ender's like, "He's over there." Yeah, he kind of does a little. I killed him. He kind of does a little point look, like like it's trying to be. Like, I don't know what they're trying to make the scene. Like he feels bad about it. Um, yeah, that's pretty obvious that he like feels torn up about it. But it's Nicholas Cage, so he he shows sorrow through kind of giggling. I don't like. But then he's a he could have said I found his body or something. But he's like I had to do it. I had my orders. Like, dude, you killed my best friend. Like, what look, the fuck. You have a shit ton of Japanese guys around. You can literally like diverge it into a different direction. Yeah, like don't tell your friend that you killed his best friend. His only friend yeah. he has. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It was because Christian Slater's gone. Nobody else is nice to him. It was the him. guy who baptized his son. Yeah. Nobody else is nice to him. There's only two guys nice to him, and they're both dead yeah. in the same area. Yeah. Who the fuck else is he? That's why he goes 180. I totally agree with his 180. Yep. And then there's some obvious friction between the two of them that because neither of these guys can act, really. No. And admittedly, the guy who plays Yazi, um, He's his acting has gotten better since then. Like, uh, he's turned into a really good actor. Oh, yeah. He's in a great movie on Netflix. Uh, he's been in a few. He was in actually, he's in Deadpool. Yeah, he was. Uh, but uh, I think he was also in I mean, Suicide Grant, Squad. You're right. He was in Suicide Squad, not Deadpool. Yeah, I which, fucked that up. Honestly, he had I he's think, in a, he was two in a, lines. He was in, then he got exploded in midair. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's like, fuck this. <laughs> he fucking yep. Batman's his way out. And just, oof. yeah. Uh, so not, not the greatest part of, uh, not the greatest thing to be in your, uh, Resume, I guess. But yeah, I mean, he, he got better. Nicholas Cage has only gotten worse. But this scene, neither one of them can act off one another. So it has this weird live action Command and Conquer clip vibe than anything else. Um, the Marines march out again. This time they're caught in the middle of a minefield, which you guessed it, starts blowing them up again. So first off, Yazzie walks through with no fucking care. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And he's not supposed to because he's the valuable one because White Horse got fucking grenaded. Uh, the Marines keep running around in circles and doing sweep jump skills. Uh, while you think Yazi started carrying around Ox's head and like making it talk like nice to him. Like that's <laughs> why he's friend. also going insane. Just loses. It. I've lost my only friends. Everybody here's racist as shit. I but killed I, a guy. Well, my friend Ox is here, and he pulls his head up. <laughs> he pulls out his satchel, just petting it. Yeah, thanks, Ox. Your hair still looks the same. Pomade. Uh, now they run through the minefield when the mines uh, suspiciously blow up like fireballs um, and they press the attack and everybody starts dying again and how many fucking people are in his platoon that just die I feel like their whole platoon should be dead just fucking marine red shirts um, and then the, the, you get the call back to the opening scene of the movie where uh, Joe's unit is surrounded running out of ammo and they can only speak in cliches um, the and they're like, we got to get out of here. We can. And then Joe starts battling with his inner demons about doing uh, like holding the position or being a human being. And, uh, you know, those two things he's are honestly hard. only worried about losing his other ear throughout this scene. Well, he knows he's 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 invincible until like the end. So, like, clearly, I'm not going to die. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is going to die. It's, still got my one good ear. Every single person here with a loved one is fucked. I'm good. I'm all alone. Yeah. I, I just have a crippling pill addiction. I didn't, sh- I didn't show anybody a picture of my family. His family is just, a, it's a Polaroid inside of his helmet with his Oxy bottle in it. Yeah. And next to it, like right behind that picture is his good ear. <laughs> um, so uh, Yazi loses his radio. Again, this guy kind of sucks. Yeah. His, his SI, first of all, he is, has no account. I don't know how people lose radios. At, like it's literally a backpack, but um, it's fucking giant. Uh, and then the two sides start playing keep away with it. 
Like the Marines try to run after it, and the Japanese run after and grab it like a game of capture yeah, the, the flag. Yeah, the Japanese know exactly what they're going to do with it. Yeah, uh, they're going to they're going to teabag it. Exactly. They're, they're going to call up um, the the U.S. Navy and be like, "Hello, is this the U.S. Navy?" And the Navy's going to be like, "Yes." Who who may I ask to speak to? He's like, "Well, it, it, is your refrigerator running?" And the Navy's gonna be like, why, "Why, yes." Like, "Well, you better go catch it." And then yeah. the, and then the IJ is going to hang up like, "Got those motherfuckers." Yeah. <laughs> The Marines keep prank calling us. <laughs> Guys, uh, we don't know how to continue the war. The Japanese keep calling us and what are the Japanese and telling act- us they're gonna fuck our moms? Yeah, they were doing that and the Japanese the Navy was like, is that code for bomb that? Yeah, I guess. That ended up being perfect Navajo for shell this position. Yeah. Uh and the, yeah, they're playing keypoint at the radio. Um it, you know, which is exactly like a lot of schools now because you're playing a fun game and then a stranger comes in and shoots all your friends. And uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, this is, of course, made easier by the fact that the Japanese are, again, unable to use cover, much like the Marines are. Like they're surrounded by trees and, and ditches and trenches it honestly and nobody this, uses a fucking it looks thing. like arizona it really does look like arizona i think there might i i haven't spent a lot of time in arizona but i think there's too much green there's a lot of birch yeah there's a lot there's a lot of brown yeah um this of course um so like while the japanese are shooting at them it is important to note that like in the background you'll see like muzzle flashes and stuff nobody's moving anywhere they're just like standing there waiting to get shot like a bad rail shooter game that you'd play on your cell phone it, honestly like they would respawn if the marines moved up a little bit yeah. <laughs> this movie was bad like that's it's a it's a real shooter that you only play because like you have to take a shit and there's no cell phone service so you can't troll facebook or twitter like well fuck i down this one so i was drunk or uh, when you're at the clinic and for some reason every clinic has no cell service yeah yeah and you just have to play a shitty phone game yep this is the game or, that you play N- nicholas cage's wild ride or you Let's say you try to watch Netflix. The only thing that pops up is wind talkers. <laughs> uh, I would like to uh, give a, a big shout out to YouTube because I found this for free on YouTube mm-hmm. and it had uh, Russian subtitles. Feel free to watch it while you listen. Yeah, um, I'd recommend it. I would not recommend it. So during this scene, uh, both Yazi and Joe are wounded and uh, Yazi finally gets a call in for some support. Uh, but they're getting overran and worried that Yazi will be captured. Uh, so, of now, course, he refuses to kill his new friend. Once they also cut scene, Nicolas Cage also does his scene where he does the same thing. Yeah, go ahead and give a break. Uh, now, Nick, <laughs> yeah, go you're Yazi. Uh, just, just, just do it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, like I was saying, Joe refuses to kill Yazi, so he picks him up and starts running. Um, and just, just think of... Of like, of like how different this movie would be if like they're having the like the the orchestra is swelling in the background, bombs are going off all around. The Japanese are doing their weird canned screaming thing all around them, and like Nicolas Cage looks over at Yazzie. They make that emotional connection, and then he shoots him in the fucking face. <laughs> it's just like and then just credits. That would have been like, great. Like, oh, I guess Joe Anders didn't change at all. There's no character development. Honestly, that would have made a better movie because it would have been shorter. Also, like, I never would have saw it coming. Very true. Like, oh, fuck. Okay. John Woo, master of twist. Yeah. What a twist. (laughs) Um, Joe runs Yazi to safety and planes bomb the shit out of the Japanese. Everybody's happy, but probably not the Japanese. Um, Oh, definitely not. Yeah. They're getting firebombed. 
Also, um, now because this is the most, this is like the. Have you ever heard the web comic control alt delete? Yes. Okay. Well, this is a really weird reference, but he got a lot of shit for copy and pasting, like literally his own designs, uh, and never doing real art, which is you know a valid complaint. This mo- this movie is the copy and paste of every single emotional moment that's that's captured is a copy and paste from another film. Very, yeah. Um, the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that is a John Woo original is the action scenes, and you can fucking tell. Dude, I can't imagine how many of the crew or like the pyrotechnics guys have their degree burns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there they did get the best fire done. scene award from some award that I've never heard of. Somebody before. has to have some type of degree of burn. Uh, Joe Ender's ear. <laughs> Very. Yeah. Um, now, uh, during this part, Joe got shot, and now he's dying because, of course, he did. He sacrificed himself for his friend, but like every other cliche ever. Like, imagine if uh, he's like, "I can't kill you." Oh, I understand, Joe. We've come a long ways, like, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna stay here with you either. And just get something like I'm gonna go fuck a nurse. <laughs> just runs off in the wrong direction. Yeah, <laughs> he just runs towards the Japanese. <laughs> yes. But then he shows him running back. Wrong way. <laughs> and he's carrying a wounded Japanese person. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, now, this is a code talker, right? <laughs> oh, God. And the entire U.S. Marine Corps is like, yeah, looks good enough. <laughs> yeah, and the Japanese are like, I think he has a code talker. <laughs> I don't know. They took, they took Shinji. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, uh, this is supposed to be a poignant moment where, like, Nicolas Cage has a last statement, like, his last words, but he's acting and chewing the scenery so hard that you can't understand what the fuck he's saying. National Treasure was my best movie. <laughs> I really peaked in Con Air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck Con Air. God damn it. He's just coughing up blood. That was the best fucking Put Nicolas the Cage movie Put ever. Put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, like, I, I, I watched this scene about three times, mostly because I hate myself, but also because I wanted to try to parse what he's saying. And I think it's some kind of weird prayer, but I'm not sure. I think he was trying to speak Navo again. <laughs> um, and also the blood he's like, the blood pill that he bit into to make it look like he's cuffing up blood. is like a ketchup ne- packet. It's like neon red. It was a ketchup packet. It's like he's bleeding robot blood. <laughs> And then the the movie ends with uh, oh my god with uh, with a wounded nods uh, with a wounded Yazi back home with his wife and son who I have Dude, who did he, what did he name his kid George Washington Yazi <laughs> God damn it why he hates his own child which I mean my dad hated me and that's why he named me Joseph God I mean sure fuck it why not I so, too want my son to be named after. The dollar bill man. I'm going to name my son Donald Trump Kasabian. <laughs> just to make sure he gets his ass kicked at school. Yeah, you get the kid and as soon as you look at him, you're like, I don't like this kid. Yeah, uh, it's like naming your boy Sue, like the Johnny Cash song. Mm. I want to make sure you get fucking dunked on for as long as you live and you're not going to have any money to uh, save yourself because your dad's a writer and a podcaster. <laughs> so uh, go, go ahead and, and leave the car that you live in and go to school. What would you name your kid? Top name, go. Uh, fuck. Uh, Batman. Nice. Uh, or I just go the big daddy route and let him name himself. Cuddlingus. Oh, God. <laughs> Why would you name your child Cuddlingus? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, so, 
let's try to on most of the movies that we watch, we try to pull one good thing from this movie. This is gonna be kind of hard. The credits. The credits are the best part. <laughs> I so I I have to say that I think the best part was um just how dumb the action scenes are. Mine was the first, the grenade scene with the guy running straight into the grenade with the fucked up arm. <laughs> that was my absolute I, li- I like the Japanese guy cutting off the, the, the Borat dick hand. Um, <laughs> Notice how both of our favorite scenes have nothing to do with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> no, he is truly the low late of this film. Uh, if Now, the film would probably be bad good and not just bad bad if they let him go full unhinged Cage status. They're definitely the way to go. Their casting was not good when they picked Nicolas Cage. Nothing, nothing about this was good. Um, uh, John Woo actually admitted that he wrote this movie um, pre nine eleven, or him and the and the screenwriter wrote wrote it pre nine eleven, and then sat on it because they couldn't get funding. And then nine eleven happened, and patriotic shitty war movies were a fad, and then it got greenlighted. So now we know why this movie exists. Um, so I truly believe this is actually the worst thing Al Qaeda has ever done to us. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Um, so everybody, thank thank you so much for sitting through this awful horseshit with us. Um, thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for donating to the Kurdish Red I Cross. I hope we can watch a better movie next time. I mean, this is on us. We we do this to ourselves ninety nine percent of the time. Every every single time I put a poll up. They pick the best possible movie out of the three options. So, like, our fans care about our mental health. Oh, right. Yeah, dude. It's us that suck. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, thank you for supporting the show. Um, your support makes uh, all this possible. Our, our, our video games that we play for, for reviews, the movies that we watch, the production that you, that you hear instead of the earlier episodes. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Very. And we will see you next time.